Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seggy Station. This man has a nickname, always a lot to say with no shame. Friday, February 12th, 2021. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's doing safe. Particularly tough day for me, but my man Smats is here today. In honor of my mom's about to do a pod. I know she's definitely going to be happy and proud of where I'm at, what I'm doing. And today, it's normally a gloomy day. I don't like celebrating it, but... In honor of today, I'm going to do a pod, talk with my buddy, Chu. Rich is going to come through, and we're going to talk some sports. Fired up to do it. Nick Seglin here. You're listening to Seggy Station Podcast. My guy, Chu, is here. Chu, what's good, kid? What's going on, everyone? It's Smats the Stats Kid coming back at you after a few days off. Um, You could call me Smats the Tax Kid, actually, because I did my taxes yesterday. So I'm pretty proud of that. I think that's five years in a row I've done it myself. I don't own many things, so it's kind of easy, but, you know, I'm still proud of myself. Quick shout out to you and your family. Much love um, to everyone, you know, thinking of your mom on a day like today. Absolutely love her. And I just want to give a funny story before we get into the stuff. Um, When you mentioned that right there, it had me thinking because I'm in your house right now. Do you remember how excited she was when I finally got my license and I drove over here the first time? Oh, for sure. What a great memory. I mean, that's just... I'm sure she'd be proud of you being here today you and, and everything that we've done with the pod. I had Shayna come on the pod mm-hmm. last week, first female ever. We got to talk and chat, which was fire. I got new people hopefully coming out on the pod as well. It's been uh, it's been great for me, dude, and you've been part of it since mm-hmm. the beginning, and uh, I know she'd be happy to see you doing this as well with me. So. Absolutely. I just want to yeah, say, too, fine. you know, I know that she's so proud of you with this podcast yeah, it's and straight. everything, and having fun and it's enjoying good, doing it and developing and growing. So with that being said, much love to her and much love to you and your family. For and sure. we got some sports to talk about. I'm really excited about it. Love to hear it, bro. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Sega Straight Talk. Microphone, it's always direct. Time to reflect. Appreciate all the love and support shown for the podcast. Been getting a lot of that recently. Uh, obviously, at Twitter and Instagram, Seggy Station. You can catch me on Spotify. Also got my Twitch stream up, which is live on my podcast. A little version of that. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. So everything's been fire there. Appreciate all the love and support and any of it shown is always appreciated. Glad Chu is here. Rich should be here at some point. So hopefully before he gets here, we can get through all the MLB. But, Chu, before we do that, I do need to start with this. I really do. And it was it was interesting because we kind of got into it in our little group chat a little bit. So the best thing I love about doing this is we can talk sports and have our own opinions and differences and disagreements and, and not want to yeah. talk about killing each other's family and stuff. Uh, maybe it's because we're friends. I don't know. I mean, I've had... Hopefully, people that I'm not as close of with you on the pod, and I don't do that. So, you know, we've been seeing a lot of that hate and stuff on social well, media. Social media, that's what it is, if you think about it. Anyone can say what they want behind, you know, a wall of the internet with your fingers. So, it, you know, it's a lot, people aren't like that in real life for the most part, but... I do agree with you in that sense. If someone were to come on here and start being a dick, they're going to get it back on this podcast. So Yeah, but I think just like in general, when you see like the responses from people and, and everything going on with like, just like a genuinely like a sports take, it's like, bro, mm-hmm. chill out. It's people a sports take. Yeah, like, bro, if you disagree, I was talking about this the other day, mm-hmm. but to start off, it, it's the whole thing with the national anthem that has come up now and, and it literally just blown out of a portion probably because of social media but things that do need to be discussed and talked about and i'm actually mad you didn't go on because i plugged the arena last week 
and it's basically like a Thursday night show they're doing on yeah, uh, I didn't, TNT when we were, when we were gaming, before I didn't know NBA. what it was, but then I researched after when you texted me and realized what it was. So I plugged so I like, the oh, arena last cool. week. I watched it last night, and they had Kyle Korver, Victor Cruz, and you're like, oh, shit, why am I going to watch that? Bro, that was... The two, those guys, what it was. those guys what literally it was. said two of the best things that I've ever heard on national TV. I would have watched TV. it if I knew what it was about. Hosted by Carrie Champion. They had mental health health uh, segment last night, and at the end they're talking for national me anthem. What it was. Anyways, <laughs> the, he said in some incredible stuff, and I do, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, agree with you more with your take that you know we could probably change or amend or do something different with the actual words of the song i mean I, I i couldn't agree with that more but i do think that a national anthem should be played before sporting events i also disagree with them taking it out of schools but i would be even more upset with them taking it from sporting events i do think it is just a tradition unifying and i get things are not always going to be the same in are up for change well then change the song i think getting rid of the national anthem uh would be just a little bit of a step too far when it comes to the sporting events just because and i get it it means everything different things to everything uh so many people but similarly to what victor cruz said which i thought he was on the money bro and i'm, I'm almost sad you didn't watch this but dude this all this goes back to in my opinion, Colin Kaepernick starting up the pod on a day like today too. Similarly to what I saw him trying to do, similarly to how I was going and some passion I wanted to do to, I don't know, make my mom happy, whatever it was, get my mind off it. Bro, he was doing and using that platform during the national anthem to protest, whatever, right? That was, and athletes to this day are still continuing to do that. Like, if they got rid of that anthem, they couldn't do that. So I, I completely disagree with that, getting rid of the anthem, because I think people should have the right to take a knee or fucking hold up their fist or do whatever they want to do during the anthem. So I just needed to get this on the record that I do think maybe we should change the anthem. That's probably maybe up for debate. I don't know. But I don't think getting rid of it is the key. I think Mark Cuban did it for some business aspirations and the backfire comes crazy with the NBA having to release a statement, everyone having an opinion about it, like we just talked about on the jump. But I do think it should be played. Do you you disagree with the fact that it needs to be played at sporting events? My opinion on the national anthem is when it was instituted, and um, I mean, national anthem, you know, Star Spangled Banner was written in 1814. It was, you know, instituted shortly thereafter. When it first started getting played at sporting events, that was around the time of World War One. you know, Babe Ruth, World Series, they started blaring it there, and it got an electric reaction. We've all seen it. Whitney Houston singing the national anthem, different ones. Even thinking about it, I get goosebumps because, you know, there are certain moments where it's incredible, and it's great. But the problem that I have is the uprising that's been caused now. And I understand people are allowed to protest. I agree with it. I think the way they were protesting peacefully was great. And it's never really been about the anthem. It's never really been about the flag. It's about people not wanting to change their viewpoints on things. And when it becomes such a big distraction as it has, that's where I'm okay with not having something like that or changing it. Because we all need to do better treating people the way you want to be treated and stuff like that. There's clearly social injustice and all that. And it's just, it's a problem that we need to fix. And I don't have the answer. No one has a clear-cut answer besides just start treating people better. 
But the way it's become such a problem when it's not, I mean, the national anthem, it's beautiful when you sit there and listen to it. But also you look, we were talking with Richard the other day, um, there are verses taken out of it that reference slave owning and stuff like that. Um, Jupes is making herself comfortable on the bed over the, there if you hear some jingling. Kyle, Kyle Corver, what it, yeah, this last night, was literally saying at the end, like, we all need to be, he was literally sounding just like you on national TV. And that's why I was so mad you didn't see it because I'm like, bro, we've talked about this. Yeah. We've, and we, that's more, more of that needs to be shed. And they were doing it online. It's, it was good to see that. And I think those conversations need to be had. What the arena doing is incredible. And I think more people need to check that out. Oh, but yeah, I do I will think now that I know what it with is. the I situation with the national right. anthem, like Mark Cuban's taking a hint, the NBA is getting depicted as this thing. But like, for me, it is a thing that should be happening because these guys are using it with their platform to raise, obviously, anger towards all the injustice. And in my opinion, as much as it's not fixed, bro, there's been some clear-cut movement towards a better side. In my opinion, when you look around, you, you, it's not going to get changed overnight. It's not going to get changed in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, but you got to start somewhere, dude. And I do think what Colin Kaepernick originally started that you do now see in sports, mm-hmm. particularly because of the National Anthem, is a big deal that still continues to need to go on. The National Anthem oh, needs yeah, to be played in order you, to you do that, though, right? Too. Like, if they weren't playing the National Anthem, you wouldn't be able to protest all the things. They would find another way before the tip-off, something like that. Maybe everyone takes a knee in solidarity. There would be some way that they would find it. I do see, like we were talking about before when I was referencing like certain like National Anthems, what if it's a big game and stuff like that and it's powerful i see it in the olympics world cup stuff like that but as far as like every game i think it's just blown out of proportion it doesn't need to be played every game i do enjoy it but also like i'm not a black male i grew up very well and stuff like that i don't see the other side i'm trying to that's what i'm trying to do and that's what we as a society are trying to do but we don't view the same thing and when it's clashing like that i think it takes away from the actual product yeah but what i think people are missing here is i don't think that the particularly they just want to get rid of the anthem no no one wants the to get issue rid of the anthem. They is want with to actually the nba in its cba says that its players can't protest the anthem i know that is crazy that it's like that and then they'd get fined if they did so obviously they're not going to I I so it's set Richard, up Richard for that to be a the thing the reason mark cuban did it that's he why he shut it wanted, down. Yeah, because he didn't. And want he also to have has sponsorships that obviously don't want his players doing that when it's in obviously the yeah, CBA place, for them not to be doing yeah, that, and, and like they Texas, probably don't want Dallas, that. Texas, yeah. So that's the problem. He's he's called a no lose, but he makes a business decision, and everyone kind of turns it into all this big thing. No one even knew about this until they announced it. They've mm-hmm. been doing this for thirteen games, bro. In my opinion, though, yeah, it's thing. No one it's, even knew. Until it's it not. Came. It's not a problem that he wasn't playing it. But he wasn't playing it because he knew his players wanted to protest it, and they can't protest it without getting fined. So in my opinion, it's respect right. to yeah, it's respect to him. To but at the same time, why aren't the NBA players allowed to do it? That I'm I'm very confused in that whole aspect, and I do just think I, that I, th- I, this whole thing to... is getting messed up here, and we're and we're the conversations need to be had, but people are having the wrong conversations. Like oh, like we're trying to depict out the national anthem, which okay we can, maybe we could change it, but let's just. Put that to the side. It's it's our it's the song or whatever. Maybe try and get closer to that that point in the song. I don't know. We we could talk about this all day. Let's not talk about it much longer and talk about some baseball. I'm not a big baseball guy, you know me. But you're the biggest baseball guy I know, and so I've been trying to do better with it. I have been. Um, but then I see a story like this, and I hate starting with the horrible. Well, we're gonna have to. 
So I saw a story about the MLB deadening its baseballs, and then the first person I thought of was obviously you. And the reason why I thought of you is because we've come on this pod very many multiple times in which we've talked about Manfred and the way he's handled situations in which this man has also said that the ball has never been changed in history. Now he's coming out and saying that the ball is going to be changed. The ball has been changed in my opinion. Like, let's just be real here. Like, why are you even lying about that? Like, how old is this sport? A hundred plus years? Like, you're telling me you're playing with the same baseball you played with the first day? That's some of the stuff he's quoted for saying. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? They then have to come out and deaden the baseball because now all of a sudden your entire sport is about home runs. This is the trend that I've been just seeing with baseball. I don't know if that's the actual thing that you would go with, like an actual avid baseball player. Like, is that what baseball's turned into? Just home runs only yeah. and and striking out a bunch and all that. So I'd, ideology behind trying to stop that is deadening the baseball. Bro, that's, I don't understand that. I personally don't understand that. It, you either get the hitters back to hitting less, trying to swing out of all the park with a three wood, playing like golf, not even baseball, or you just let it continue to happen. Why dead in the baseball? Like to me, that's that's crazy because you're gonna have guys that potentially get into the Hall of Fame, right, based on accolades, and now you're deadening the baseball. How can they get to some of those accolades? I just look at baseball all around and how they've handled situations like this, saying how they've done nothing to the baseball and then having to do this to a baseball fan like me. That is right. Fringe fan. Like I like baseball. I used to play a bunch of it, but you know me, I'm not a big of a fan of it as the NFL and the NBA and particularly other sports as well. Like I'd probably shoot, tune into golf before I tune into baseball. Here's the thing. This is why it's not even because of their games being boring or like for me, it's like the stories like this are always just so bad. Like, in my opinion, why would you lie about this for so long? Like, just come out and be like, yeah, we've chained the baseballs before. What the fuck? We've been doing this for 100 years. Like, you, yeah. I just don't, I don't get the to have to come out and say it now. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to cover in that. Um, I mean, it all starts with the guy in charge of baseball right now, unfortunately. I wish anyone else was in charge. Rob Manfred is horrible for the game. Uh, he just, he doesn't have the ability, in my opinion, to effectively communicate both with the players and the fans of the game. And it's a big problem. Like, yeah, they're making a lot of money, and that's what, you know, the game revolves around. I, I understand that. But everything else he's so out of tune with. And with for him to come out and say that, if that's the exact quote, I didn't see it exactly, but... Um, of course, the baseballs have been changed throughout history. Uh, no, they're not using the same baseball that they were using in the 1880s. One, because of science and being able to just make a better baseball with machinery and stuff like that. But they've changed it. I mean, you can go and look at videos on YouTube. They changed the ball. I believe it was, um, I forget the exact date, but in between 2015 and 2017 at the All-Star break, they changed it and there was a dramatic spike in home runs. Uh, they set the records the past few years for home runs in a single season. And... I think the reason originally for making the ball a little bit tighter so more home runs would be hit, if you look back in history, so there was a strike, in, uh, player strike in 1994. It was horrible for the game. Almost killed baseball. There was no World Series that year. Uh, they lost a ton of fans with it happening, people not being able to go to games and stuff like that. And the steroid era actually was great for baseball. Um, and that's a whole other thing that we can get into at another time, but... When you had guys like Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, the home run chase in 1998 to try to beat Maris, 
um, then Bonds breaking a couple years after, that brought an excitement back to the game. You remember when we were kids and these guys before the steroid news came out, there was an excitement. Everyone loved the home runs, all that. It was a lot of fun, but there was still a little bit of small ball played. Now the game is changing where guys are realizing you're going to get paid big bucks if you hit a lot of home runs. Um, the, the belief in baseball is a little bit different. Your batting average isn't necessarily as important. If you don't have as high of a batting average, but you get on base a ton and walk a lot and you hit a bunch of home runs, technically you're considered a better player. So there's a lot of things in the ideologies and all that that change. But yes, going back to the baseballs, the baseballs have been changed. I think deadening the baseball, to come out and say it like this, it's stupid because they came out recently saying that they didn't change the baseballs in the past decade or whatever, when clearly there's evidence that they did. I even saw a video on YouTube of a ball from like, I don't know, earlier in the decade compared to one of the new ones when there was controversy and like one, it would stop on the seams. The seams were raised higher, but the new baseballs, they're so tightly wound into the ball, the seams, that there's not much grip for pitchers. There's not much uh, drag when there's backspin, you're hitting it. So the ball is going to go farther. It's going to travel faster. There's a lot of, there's a lot of science behind it that, you know, we don't need to get into, but it, it's bad for baseball. It's a bad look, and it all starts up top with Rob Manfred. Hopefully, he's going to get out of there soon. Yeah, but. just to just to clear this up too, we're the dudes that are petitioning for Rob Manfred to be removed for Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. That is, I'll but take, I'm calling him. I'll Ken. take the job. All right, there's another baseball story I have for you, and I guess there's one more, but Rich might be here before that, but hopefully not, so we well, can get them both care. in. Yeah, we're getting them both in regardless. So, the rich just get richer, huh? I saw this story and I looked and I was like, hmm, who am I going to think of? Yep, true. So, I guess the Mets were supposed to get that guy, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that was it. But the Dodgers end up getting him. And how many aces do they have? And they just got another team's ace. I think they're going to be one of the, maybe the first team in history to have three Cy Young Award winners in their starting rotation. And Kershaw... David Price is coming back after sitting out. After trading year. for Mookie Betts. Mm -hmm. And um, so, my question to you is, how is that good for baseball? How is that team looking like, in my opinion, an all-star baseball team as just their roster yeah. after winning the championship? It's a good move for them. I mean, I'm not mad at them in the slightest. I think they went out and they made a good baseball decision. They're losing their third baseman. They're not going to be able to re-sign Justin Turner, I don't think. He's going to want to go back there, but we'll see. I mean, it's a good move for baseball. You think back to, like, the Yankees, best team money could buy, Steinbrenner era. They're doing exactly what they were doing, and it, it's it's fine for baseball. The problem with this on the flip side is there's no there's no salary cap in baseball. There's the luxury tax. They're so rich. They're We've not talked about that plenty of times. I'm asking you straight up, though, as a Mets fan, as a yeah. baseball fan of not that team. Obviously, if you're a fan of that team, yeah, it's great. But how is that good for you, a team that good? Like, in my opinion, that's not good for baseball. Like, to, in my opinion, how many games are going to be played this year? They figure that out. So if they play that many, is that team not going to win 100 games at least? Yeah, they're how many? How many games. teams win 100 games a year? Like, not many, right? Like, a couple, a couple teams. Couple like, teams. bro, if they're doing Sometimes that every not. single year, they're, they've been doing that, the Dodgers, and now you're getting this? Bro, they're not going to win 130 games or something crazy no one's and be, like, the craziest, best games. team ever? No, I mean... Well, you got to think, too, like, take a, take a step back. Yes, they got Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is a reigning Cy Young Award winner. He had an unbelievable 12-game stretch. The season was 12 games long. He has two seasons, that season in 2018, where he was on pace to win the Cy Young, but he took a line drive off his shin, fractured his shin, I believe. Other than that, his ERA is above four. He's a career 3.90 ERA, and yes, they're paying for him for what they think he can do. 
He's drastically improved his mechanics and stuff like that. He's been able to throw harder, do a lot of things, you know, scientifically working that way to get better. But this dude's getting $40 million a year. Um, it shatters the average annual value or, you know, most money for uh, one single year. It's crazy what he's getting, but it's, it's, a, it's a great move for the Dodgers. But like me as a Mets fan, we're about to go out and spend... 100 million on this dude for three years it was basically going to be a two-year contract though he would opt out after the second um i i don't know i'm happy looking back on it i wanted the mets to get him because it would make their rotation better but to spend 40 million on a guy like that i think it's crazy the dodgers can do it because they have the money the mets had the money too but it also handicaps them in certain spots because the dodgers are a great organization they have so many great dudes they have so many dudes locked up for a long time for them to go out and get trevor bauer on this it's just they have a window. They've been in this window for a while. You know, they made the playoffs, won their division like eight straight years or something crazy like that. Um, but they have a great core right now, and they're going for it. And you, I don't love it because it's the Dodgers. I'm not a huge Dodgers guy, but I do love it as a team going after it and going for it. So I'll leave it at that. I think it's going to be interesting to see how things go with it for sure. Oh, projections um, came out. You know what the Mets are projected to win from MLB? Rich is here. What's oh, good, Rich? What's 96 up, games. I got an answer for why it's good for baseball. All right, let's hear it. I think it's pretty simple. Um, same same reason it'd be good for NFL or NBA when players team up there and a super team comes together. It's not going to be good for Chewy, the Mets fan, obviously, or just a team that wants his team oh, to win. Oh, we're fine. We're winning. But for the overall interest of the sport and the casual fan, it's easier to follow a team that has a bunch of studs on it that you've heard of. NBA ratings are up when the Warriors had Kevin Durant. NBA ratings were up when the uh, Heat were together. The Buccaneers drew a lot of fans this year with their super team. So, like, it just helps general interest across the sport for people who might not have cared and then are like, oh, I know these guys. That, that, that honestly is a great point, Richard. I do agree with you in that sense. And honestly, uh, you might have missed it before. I was talking about like the Steinbrenner era, and they went out and they bought all these good guys, and they won, and they get remembered yeah, for that. it. So it's one of those things, you know. I yep. think it's good, and also as far as like the Mets go, like them getting Trevor Bauer, it's crazy, but you know we'll have to see how the season plays out. It's a long season; they just won. Any team can win in baseball. I feel like yes, they're dominant, but who knows? I think it'll be interesting be in the to see what. Sure. I just don't. Th- I mean, I think you bring up a good point, Rich, but I just don't also see how that's good for the rest of the league when you're shopping and trading and, and dropping off dudes like the Red Sox have been, which I'm glad you made it here for this question I had. And I also don't know if you heard our deadening the balls conversation, but I did need to ask Chew this before we uh, get into the last baseball topic I had. You can get into any more baseball before we got to go. But the Korean League did this apparently this past season, and their home runs went down by a third. So... Their home runs are going to go down in the MLB, right? Like, you assume that if they're going to dead in the baseball. I would assume, yeah. They're going to go down. Yeah. So, if that's what is good for baseball right now, home runs, right? Like, that's what the fans want to see. Well, the problem is home runs were great until <laughs> and now the they're about to every, get rid of them. Every single swing was home run or no run. It Stupid. was either It's become, baseball has become a sport of one, uh, three true outcomes. It's a home run, it's a strikeout, or it's a walk. Rich. So... We'll see how it goes. I think it that's could be a good wild for shirt. You like that, Rich? As soon as I Character like shirt, yeah, I like that. That's you so like cool. that? Yo, he's been yeah. balling. He, he had ten threes weapon. last night. Crazy stat on Steph Curry to get into. I'm looking forward to getting into some NBA for sure. Uh, but I did want to talk about that. Ben, uh, what is it? Ben Tendy trade? Is that Richard how you say ben, his name? Ben Tendy. 
So what are the Red Sox doing, Rich? Like you're a Red Sox fan, right? Like I don't know, you're I mean, you're not a baseball guy, but bro, they're just shopping all their guys. Mookie Betts, Ben Nintendi. I saw he did like incredible stuff for the run for you guys in twenty eighteen. Like, what are they doing? Like they just don't want to be good anymore? Like I, I like if I was a baseball fan, I would say I was a Red Sox fan. But like, bro, I ain't trying to say I'm a Red Sox fan at all. Like, fuck that. Like, nah. I mean, part of me feels like it's ridiculous for me to get mad because I haven't followed much outside of like their postseason runs and watching a game here and there. I used to follow way more as a kid, so Chu will have the better idea of what they're actually doing. But as a you know, used to follow the Red Sox more, but I would still consider myself a Red Sox fan. It's just upsetting to see because, like, like I was saying, it's nice to have those guys that everyone's familiar with. And as someone who like likes to watch a you know a few innings there, turn on a game here and there, watch the team in the postseason, it's nice to have those guys you know. And like, obviously, you learn the guys throughout the season. But the Red Sox won a ring three years ago with Mookie, David Price. Not that I feel like they need to keep David Price, but like Ben Intendi and like especially Mookie and Ben Intendi. It's just tough to see them shipping those young guys away. They had a great outfield of, I mean, I don't know if you'll remember, Chewie will remember. They were always doing like the dances after they won every game. Ben it was Intendi, Mookie, Ben Intendi, and Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah. And all three of those guys are gone next year with a sport like you always complain about with no cap. So it's kind of like, damn, you couldn't keep like Ben Intendi and Mookie. Like, two of our three best young players ever like him and Bogarts. Like it, it sucks to see. I mean, you yeah. have a better idea of what they're actually doing, but tough to see. True. Let's go with this trade. Cause I believe the Mets were involved in it as well. The Did Mets they were. get anything? What is going on here? Fun little Mets stat. Uh, they hadn't been involved in a three-way trade since uh, 2008. And in the past month they've been involved in two. Wow. Uh, just a fun little nugget for you there. Uh, yeah. It's really tough to see what teams like the Red Sox are doing. You get a franchise player like Mookie Betts. And it's kind of all sports now, you think about it, too. Like, very rarely now, I feel like, do you see a superstar guy spend his whole career with one team? Pretty much in most sports now, if you think about it. Obviously, there's exceptions. You look at guys like Aaron Rodgers and Mike Trout and guys like that. But uh, it's tough to see. I mean, they spent a lot of money to win some rings from 2004 to 2018. They won four rings. But they also brought in a guy in Dave Dombrowski who has a history of spending a shit ton of money, trading away all your best prospects to get guys and win in a certain window. And it usually sets these teams up for catastrophic collapses. If you go back and look through history, you have, he was working with the Montreal Expos back in the 90s. He built a great team. And unfortunately, that team got screwed by the 1994 strike that I was telling you about. They were 74 and 40 on pace to have one of the best records in baseball history. And if there was no strike and they won the World Series, there probably wouldn't be the Washington Nationals. They would still be the Montreal Expos. But that's a story for another day. Um, Dave Dombrowski acquired a bunch of guys with that. The window closed. They had to get rid of him. He jumped ship. He went to the Florida Marlins. He helped them win a ring by bringing in a bunch of guys, making trades, spending money. Catastrophic collapse after they did that. He went to the Detroit Tigers. They never won a ring, but they made the World Series a couple times. They got a bunch of great guys. Miguel Cabrera, Justin Verlander collapsed him. Did the same thing with the Red Sox. (laughs) Go to the Red Sox trade uh, a couple of your best prospects it was a great move and i think it was the right move to do but you look at him trading a guy like um michael kopech and yon mancata for chris sale uh huge move he got the last out of the world series for them but you end up signing guys like david price to seven years 206 and a half million dollars um nathan Avaldi had one good game for the red sox in the playoffs that year where his arm almost fell off he threw i don't know how many innings um but they end up giving him four years, $64 million, or four years, $72 million. So he ends up making these crazy moves. And basically, like there's no, like we said, there's the luxury tax or the salary tax, whatever they call it. But um, 
they didn't want to spend money anymore. That's what it came down to. They got rid of all their best players because they spent a lot of money on these guys. Yeah, but isn't this happening right now with the Rockies? We talked about it last time. Arenado, Red Sox. Like, how is that good? It's not good. But the thing with the Red Sox, I think it's even worse because it's the Red Sox. What did they get back in this trade? Who did they get back in this trade for Benintendi? They got a very toolsy outfielder and a guy named Franchi Cordero. They got a prospect from the Mets that they just got in the Steven Matz trade, Josh Wojniecki or something, I believe. What did the Mets do in this trade? The Mets, they sent... That's the guy, Josh Wojniecki, in the three-way trade. They sent him and a player to be named later. I'm not sure who it's going to be. It'll be announced, obviously, later. But they were able to get back the Rocky, uh, sorry, the Royals' number six prospect uh, outfielder, Khalil Lee. He's a speedy guy. He has a little bit of pop, has a good glove. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but as far as the Red Sox, Red Sox really got nothing. They got a couple prospects. Um, it's basically selling good guys that you had and also – Trading Benintendi now is weird. Benintendi played 14 games last year, hit 103. His stock couldn't be any lower, so they sold him on the low. It really just doesn't make any sense. Um, Rich, as a Red Sox fan, you happy to hear that take from Chu right there? I, I would assume not. No, I mean, it's just... I mean, I mean, I would have thought... Chu and I broke it down a little before this, talking on PlayStation, but I would have thought, seeing it on paper, like... Ah, there's something I'm missing here. Like, they got something pretty good for Benintendi, I'm sure. They wouldn't just trade Benintendi after not paying Mookie. So, yeah, the unfortunate part is sounds like they didn't get a whole lot. I mean, you never know with a prospect. Who knows? Could be a great guy. I'm sure a lot of people oh, geez, yeah, didn't, didn't know what some of the other prospects would turn into. But on the surface, looks like not a great trade. Yeah, you traded uh, Mookie Betts, David Price, and Andrew Benintendi and are going to let Jackie Bradley Jr. walk in return for Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, Franchi Cordero and a couple prospects who haven't made the bigs yet. So it's My my rebuttal to that would be Franchi Cordero is a pretty sick name. Oh, it's a sick name. Yeah, he's played for um, (laughs) the Royals, and also he was on the Padres for a little bit. I forget what trade he was to go to the Royals a few years ago, but he was in one. All right, well, we'll get out of baseball for a little bit. Rich, before we get into NBA, so I do have a lot of NBA to get into. Um, Hopefully Chu will be down to do that. Are you going to be around? Where are you going now? Right. Nature calls. Well, I do got to give you your shout-out, so hopefully you make it back in time because Brady won a Super Bowl. Rich, I just need to give you a shout-out as well because I will now forever for the rest of my life, no matter what happens to our friendship, know you, know you, know you as the friend that potted with me after Brady won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. It literally okay. just fucking killed me, bro, um, because... You know, my take on it was he wasn't going to win with the Bucs. He did. He fucking made it to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. But here's the thing. I saw a... Uh, you saw the parade, obviously. That was wild. Throwing throwing the a boat parade and throwing the trophy and getting hammered. and tri- Good for him. That's great. All that stuff is great for the Bucs. That's fantastic. But they ain't winning another ring. I saw a thing where it was like, oh, how many more rings is he going to win? He's done. He ain't winning a ring. I saw his... Knees getting scoped and everyone's saying it's just a cleanup. I'm seeing a lot more reports that's more than a cleanup. And here's another thing. He didn't play that great in that in that run. He did not play that great in that run. And I'll give Chu his credit where credit is due. But he did not play great in that run. I would argue that 15 quarterbacks can do what he did. Which was beat the Washington football team with Taylor Heineke. Beat Drew Brees. Four interceptions on his way out. Looking like a fucking old man. And then what did he do after that? Beat Rodgers, but had three second-half interceptions? Come on, now. 
Didn't do nothing in the didn't turn the ball over in the Super Bowl, but had 200 yards, three touchdowns. Dudes were wide open. I don't know what the deal is, but good for him. He won a seventh ring. They're not winning another. And then I saw a thing that was, oh, Pat Mahomes, don't worry, he'll be back. Will he? We saw this with Russell Wilson. I think we assume he will, but the question was how many rings will Pat Mahomes win? So I ask you guys, I gotta let Chewy in on this. Rich has to answer those questions. Chewy, I'll let you in. You haven't been here since the Super Bowl happened to discuss. You're the man in predicting Brady getting me and burning me, and you deserve at least that. Hey, thank you. I mean, I think we've learned at this point it's tough to bet against the GOAT. Um, They had a fantastic run. It's going to be interesting. I'm seeing a lot of them talking about running it back. It's going to be very difficult. Let's get into the realistics of it. They had a great run. They won their ring. You have the greatest quarterback of all time. you got great pieces there, but there are a lot of great pieces leaving I just saw something on the ticker before, um, you know, while we were talking. Shaq Barrett's looking to get his payday. Um, you know, you got Gronk a free agent. You got yeah, Tony Chris Tojax. Godwin. They ain't gonna be able to keep Godwin. all these he guys. Keep all these guys. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. But with that being said, when you have a guy like that in a system where he just went and won first year, it looks to be a fun system where guys are having, you know, a lot of fun, doing what they want, playing well. Guys are gonna want to go there, so we'll have to see how this offseason plays out um, with him at quarterback, him at the helm. Like I said at the beginning, you can't count him out. I'm That's not saying fine. I'm not coming and saying they're gonna win a second ring this year, but I'm still gonna stick with my. Uh, they're gonna be in the playoffs next year as long as he's healthy. And as far as the knee scoping thing, I saw that he's had this in, uh, planned for weeks now, maybe even months. It's been like around since halfway point in the season, he wanted to get his knee cleaned up in the offseason. Not been on the injury report once. Yeah, yeah, interesting to me. Interesting, but uh, Rich. So, how many do you think Pat Mahomes will win another ring, and how many? Oh yeah, of course he will. I mean, dude, they have such a dominant team. They're they're my pick to probably be representing the AFC again next year. It's probably going to be Bills them. Nice battle, but we'll have to see how it goes. But with a team like that, quarterback coaching combination, him and Andy Reid, I'd be surprised if they don't make another one in the next couple of years. So, just put a number on it. I want to know how many rings you think Pat Mahomes wins. One more, two more, and you That's think Brady's going to win another ring? Those are such hard predictions. Those are such hard predictions to make. Those yeah, are... you got to do it for me, though. Okay, Mahomes, three more rings to finish with four to tie with Montana. He gets one before Tom does. Tom comes back age 45 season. Uh, he gets pissed. <laughs> he wins one more at 45. He walks off into the sunset with eight. I'm fucking livid. Rich, you got Brady winning another Super Bowl, or is he done? I agree with most of what Chewie said. Maybe not the end, 45 age 45 Super Bowl, I'd say. If anyone's going to do it, I'm not going to predict him to win another Super Bowl because, honestly, I wouldn't have predicted him to win another Super Bowl before this year. I thought they'd make the playoffs. I thought they'd do well, but I didn't. I wasn't predicting him to win the Super Bowl. I wasn't even predicting him to be in the Super Bowl. So I'm not going to predict it next year, but I'm certainly not going to sit on here and say Tom Brady won't win another ring because that's just a losing proposition. Like, Max Kellerman made the, uh, you know, cliff take. Four years ago, and the dude's had a Hall of Fame career since then. So, like, if I had to say, do I think he's going to win another ring? No, like that's so that's so tough. But like, I certainly wouldn't be putting money against it if I had the choice of doing it. So, no, I don't think he's going to win another ring. But he's shown that he he absolutely can and defy the odds. Not a good guy to bet against. You know what? Yeah, Mahomes, I'm, take, I'm taking the Mahomes, side. The he's number winning I had in mind was three, and then Chewy said three. So that's not fun to say. No, three. I said four. I said four. Uh, so three I'll go more. four more for Mahomes. Four but more. That's just he wins five said total. Three. Five total rings? Wow. 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 Yeah, no, Tom's getting another one, I've decided. Okay, I so... Mean, 
It would be, it would Shut be the a fuck huge up, disappointment if Mahomes didn't get another ring in the next, like, four years, I feel like. like yeah, same with Brady, They too. got the team to make it happen. Same with Brady, too, yeah. Chew, just oh. before we get out of the Super Bowl, though, real quick. <laughs> you did tell me that it was a similar Bucs squad that they are running. All 31 points were scored by dudes that weren't on the roster last year. So I just need to throw that in there. The defense played great in that Super Bowl. Mahomes was under attack. It was a really bad game in my opinion to watch it was there's only 55 of those things that thing was boring as hell super bowl was uh halftime show i'm sorry was fucking trippy and the next thing you know the second half is it's over so it wasn't a great super bowl to me it wasn't really set up to be in my opinion based on how that defense was playing in that game i mean jesus christ everyone's saying like oh bro if they if they did this or did bro the the Chiefs didn't protect. They had ninety two percent of five protection pack. Like they didn't do anything to try. They just went in there playing the way they normally played, and they got blown out, bro. So it wasn't, in my opinion, because of Tom Brady playing incredible. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, he had a decent game, but that defense was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, yeah, Leonard Fournette, I saw, did something that only Larry Fitzgerald did, which was like four score four touchdowns in a postseason playoff run. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald knows six. Leonard Fournette's the only other one. And the rushing game was an impact, obviously, for that oh, run as 100%. well. So it just goes back into my whole take, though. Because he gets another ring. He gets a Super Bowl MVP. Makes him have five now. Rich, I'm pretty sure... Did you say he had no regular season MVPs? Or that that well, was a mistake, has, right? two. I think he has three. Two or three? About like, who? I'll check Brady. Right I know, he has the one in know. 06, perfect season. I'm pretty sure he, he said on my pod that he had no regular season MVPs, which I was like, wow. I, I did not no, think I that. think I said he'd get less regular season Three MVPs, MVPs than Mahomes yeah. in the prediction, but I could be wrong about no, that. No, I know what he has. I know what he has. This is the thing, though. But that's the thing. Like This is all what it's about now. And, and I don't know. For me, I do think this sh- it has to end somewhere. And oh, yeah, it's, it's like an end. incredible run now. I do not see them winning another Super Bowl. Like, he's not winning another ring them running it back, them having some of the squads there, like that's not a that's not a reality in the NFL. Turnover is thirty three percent with rosters. Yeah. I, I just don't see that happening. We'll see. There's a lot of stuff to get into in the NFL offseason as well with the quarterback carousel and all that. And some big but, news today that happened right before we got on. Yeah, JJ Watt. Yeah, who's yeah. going to be on the Giants? Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, we got plenty of stuff to get into at some point, but hopefully we, you can come back a few more times because I haven't been seeing you as much as I'd like, but I still got a few more weeks before I go back to work. But I did want to get into a good amount of NBA, and Rich is here, my NBA phenom. Didn't have him in the uh, post because didn't really know he was going to make it, but he's off, he's making it, and I did want to get into some of this stuff with you boys. So, I need to start with this. I know she was a big LeBron guy. Uh, Rich, I don't know if you saw this. Um, he's basically obviously up there in the MVP talks. He's the Lakers won three straight overtime games, which I don't think has happened in the NBA in a really long time. I thought I think the stat on it is maybe like oh one something crazy. They won three straight overtime games. Rich, he's playing mad minutes. Anthony Davis wasn't in two of those games. He's playing though the second least minutes of his entire career, and obviously putting up MVP numbers and in my opinion MVP season. After getting cucked with it last year, there's a lot of guys up in there in the conversation as well. Guys I didn't think about. Luke is not even in the conversation. I had him in there. So I think it's incredible what this guy's doing. They're talking about how, oh, maybe they're burning this man into the ground. And, oh, Frank Vogel's burning him in for wins. 
when you got Steve Kerr out here saying, I'm not going to burn Steph Curry into the ground for wins. Bro, you're not trying to win? Uh, LeBron's trying to win. And I think that right there is the key thing that I've noticed and that I hear and listen to Skip Bayless all the time bitch about LeBron James and how he's not Michael Jordan. Bro, LeBron has played every single game this year. Every single game, bro. This dude is out there competing, trying to win when, what? yeah, I wouldn't expect this man not to take a night off. What is he, 18 years in the league, 36 years old, fucking so many miles with all the finals he's been to and playoffs he's played in. Bro, nah, he's out there playing every single night, trying to win, trying to get the Lakers in the best seating possible, and I don't think it's burning him in the ground. Because you don't think LeBron James could be like, yo, I'm not trying to play tonight, I'm, I'm a little burnt out? Like, of course he can't. You don't think LeBron could be like, yeah, no, I'm not trying to go back into the game. Like, let's just let this one go. Of course he could. But he's not. That is what people don't understand about his greatness. And similarly to Tom Brady, but I do think LeBron James is doing it at a way bigger and better level. And it is, I think, underappreciated on every single night when this dude's doing it on a Wednesday, a Tuesday, 8 o'clock in Detroit. Yeah, it's overtime. But, bro, they're trying to win the game. And I think... That's the biggest thing. Do you guys think Frank Vogel is burning LeBron James into the ground, though? Because I do think it is a valid conversation with how much he's played, how many minutes he's now playing, trying to win some of these games, with him playing very limited minutes going into some of these last few games. I get it, three straight overtimes. But they're saying, oh, he might get hurt, this and that. I don't see that with LeBron James. But playing more minutes like that during these three, four games a night in the NBA uh, a week, because of the COVID, like, I hope not, obviously. Nobody, but it is interesting to, to talk about. Rich, you got to take on that? Yeah, I mean, I think he's burning him into the ground, but I don't think he has much of a chance. It's no secret. You don't want, literally before the season started, we said, I said the worst two teams in the league were the Thunder and the Pistons. Those were my predictions. They're going to overtime against those teams. Now, I don't, I don't blame them too much because it's not a – they shouldn't be going to overtimes with those teams, first of all, even without Anthony Davis, but it's tough without Anthony Davis. He's a huge part of their team, even if they haven't been playing great this year. And before I get into anything else, let me just say, Anthony Davis has tendon, tendinotis, tendon, tendonitis, I think it is. Tendonitis is different than that. So tendonitis is like an acute injury that will heal over time. Tendinosis is like the failing or rupturing of the tendon that is not expected to go away. So I haven't heard anyone been talking about that. I was looking it up the other day, the difference between the two. Not not good for the Lakers. I mean, they're going to be having to rest Anthony Davis for, I'd imagine, a large majority of the year if they want him ready for the playoffs, which is not good for LeBron James. They're going to have to figure something out here. LeBron James, granted, they've been overtimes games, but it played 40 minutes in all the last four games. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, the dude's a freak and pays millions a year on his body. I get it. And I'm not, by all means, like, I give him all the credit in the world for playing every game, but I think he's going to have to sit at some points. Like, I give him credit. He said he doesn't want to sit anymore, but, like, dude, you're first in the West. You guys can lose a few games. It's all about being healthy in the, in the postseason. Like, it's a shorter season. Maybe he'll be fine, but they had a long run last year. I'd imagine Anthony Davis is going to miss a lot of games, but I will also say with Anthony Davis – in my expectation, I haven't heard it like on ESPN or anywhere yet, but I think he's going to miss like at least probably half the games the rest of the season if I had to guess because of that. I think LeBron's probably the favorite for the MVP, even if it's a close race with MB, uh, with Embiid and Jokic right now. I think now, you're being a little LeBron. hard on Anthony Davis because you're an Anthony Davis hater. Go ahead, go ahead, Rich. I mean, true. 
Um, well, I mean, I think you made a good point at the beginning. He's playing the second least amount of minutes in his career. Yes, he's played a lot in the past few games, but not every game's going to be like that. Um, he's LeBron James. He's going to be okay. It's the regular season. They can afford to lose a few games here and there. Yeah, he plays his heart out every night. Love to see it. There's, you know, a handful of guys in the league, I feel like, that, you know, Russell uh, Westbrook, one of them, that just, you know, give 110% all the time. Uh, I, it'll be okay. He's going to have to cut it back at some point, obviously. Like I said, it, they're playing for the playoffs in another ring. So, but they'll be okay. I mean, it's LeBron James, so they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be fine. He'll be in the MVP talks. He'll probably get screwed over again when he should have won like 10. My only argument back to that is like, yeah, he's playing the second least minutes he's ever played, but he's playing a bunch in the last few games. Anthony Davis is probably going to be out for a bit, so he's going to be playing a bunch more. And also, he's played every single game this season. He don't. He only played over 80 games three times in his career. Now at age, what, 36, he's going to play, like, every game, and now his minutes are going to start ticking up. Like, I don't know. I just think he's going to take some, need to take some games off here and there, especially if Anthony Davis isn't going to be 100% even mm-hmm. in the playoffs. If he's going to be, like, 80% of himself, they need LeBron at absolutely 100% of himself. Oh, 100%. You I, still guys, I you guys still got the Lakers as the best team in the West right now? Or are you liking the Jazz over them? Yeah, yeah. No, even I with mean, a better I record. Never, I mean, for the regular season, sure. I'd maybe the Jazz will be the better team. I'd actually project the Jazz probably end up being the better team in the regular season. But if in the playoffs, I would absolutely never take the Jazz over the Lakers. Copy that, Rich. I'm actually mad uh, you didn't, or that I didn't reach out a little earlier to include you in the post. Uh, you probably wouldn't answer anyways because you said you were just getting up. Because I made a post particularly for you. I'm trying to show up for, to you now. And Yo, I almost commented on your post how Mel wasn't in it, and it was a little disrespectful. Yeah, don't worry, because I had a post, but I just wanted to save it for you. But yes, Mello absolutely goes off last night. I showed you in the chat. Uh, I need to shout this out quick, because we had talked about D-Rose going to the Knicks, and I don't know if you were watching this game, what I was. It was D-Rose de- de- debut. He was checking into the game with Emmanuel quickly, which, by the way, I called that being a thing, them being running in the backcourt, and when I saw that, I screenshot that right away to show you. Then I saw LaMelo Ball obviously balling out, and you were pretty high on him to start out the season. I needed to shout him out quick because he became joining LeBron James and Luka as the third player before 19 to multiple games of 20, 10, and 5. He's been balling out, bro, since he's been starting Clear rookie of the year favorite, in my opinion, right now. And you're right on the money with that. But, obviously, you're going to have some thoughts on Melo, who was vintage last night, which was just very good to watch in those uh, retro jerseys they were rocking. And then, the Knicks. D-Rose, quickly in the backcourt. They didn't win the game, but do you think the Knicks can stay in playoff contention? Because I do think they will. Playoff contention, yeah, because 10 teams end up... um end up in the play-in. So that's two-thirds of the conference. I absolutely think they could be there. Uh, my only concern with Derrick Rose coming in, I'm not, I didn't even necessarily dislike the trade, was I didn't want it to cut into Quickly's minutes too much. And Quickly's minutes, because Tom Thibodeau is Tom Thibodeau. You good? Um, quick, Quickly's minutes had already been down before. You good over there? Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, Quickly's minutes had already been down before Derrick Rose came, so I was just worried about um, Derrick Rose taking a little bit more of those. Quickly only played 20 minutes last game. It's fine as long as they're winning. I think they'll be in consideration uh, for the play-in tournament, but uh, 
we'll see. I don't, I don't think there's going to be too much too, too much shamans this year, which is the only reason I think he could knock the Derrick Rose trade because it's time to take him playing time away from young guys. And what, what's their best case scenario this year? Getting absolutely whopped by the Bucks in the first round, but I get it. You want to make the playoffs, so I'd be happy to see the Knicks make the playoffs. So, yeah, 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 I'm fine with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, obviously Lamelo's been balling. You got a shout out for the real Melo, your guy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he played a great fourth quarter. I was watching that game. Um, he had, I think it was seventeen in the fourth quarter, and absolutely carried them. Damian Lillard had like thirty in the game, but was getting locked down by Ben Simmons. It was not. Like, if you were watching the game, you did not. I was surprised when I saw you had 30 points. Yeah, they beat the Sixers, too, which is wild. They're, like, really, really nasty. Shot, like, 28%, I think. So, uh, wasn't great for Lillard. Melo absolutely carried them in the fourth quarter. Gary Trent played a really good game. Love Gary Trent. Sort of like a – I feel like it's a little disrespectful, but I guess like a poor man, CJ McCollum, kind of. Like, not quite on CJ's level, but, like, a really good backup, like, replacement for him. So, Melo played great. Blazers played great. Melo got up to 12th in the all-time scoring list, passing Hakeem. So, yep. for him to get into that top 10. Yep. Hell yeah. Rich, any thought on vintage Melo last night? The Melo ball or the Knicks getting D-Rose? Um, I thought it was cool seeing the Knicks get D-Rose, like you mentioned, with uh, quickly and him checking in at the same time. It's nice to see um, – he wants to be a mentor to this young kid. and I mean, dude, what quickly he's been doing, it's been awesome. Bringing the floater back, I love to see it. Yep. Beautiful. Um, floater, baby. Yep. LaMelo, it's been very fun to watch. Uh, I think him playing overseas after leaving high school early and stuff was probably the best thing in the long run for him. If you think about it, the way he was able to develop overseas a little bit and come over and just immediately make an impact, and he's fun. Still young, got a lot of developing to do, but it's nice to see. Um and as far as the real mellow goes, I think it's it's awesome to see him still balling, especially after a few years ago. I didn't know. If yeah, he was I saw be a couple much. things where it's like I don't know how he's not in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Like yeah, we probably, had covered that a few best, times. Second best like, dude out of Syracuse ever, behind Jim Brown. So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I did want to just throw this in real quick and ask you guys on Lamelo Ball. Like, is he not better than his brother already? Like, I think Lonzo Ball is pretty good, but like Lamelo Ball is way better than his brother. Um, just reminds me a little bit of like, yeah, the younger brother tends to be always better at sports. Like my brother was better at sports than me. I was pretty good at sports, but I think he was better because he was a really good athlete and I tried to teach him stuff that I learned about sports. So he gets even extra knowledge and think about it. This dude's coming through with two NBA fucking basically brothers, 26 million viewers because of his dad and all the bullshit. So for him to be able to get through all that, he had to go overseas because of it because he had to leave school like you mentioned people leave that part out of it out uh you got to give this dude credit dude he's unbelievable and i think he's going to be a real like michael jordan definitely hit on this and he's not been good in having draft picks for sure i i'll just say that michael jordan got lucky and it was like the knicks getting porzingis in that trade like it was just like it would have been the biggest fuck up in the world not to take the mellow ball he just fell into his lap like the warriors I get why the Warriors didn't take him. The Timberwolves definitely should have taken him. Warriors from their drafting for fit to try and win championships the next two years. So I get it. But yeah, I think I said he was better than Lonzo like 10 games into the season out here. Like, look, literally the only thing Lonzo's better at is playing defense. He is he's Lonzo Ball with confidence. 
and a slightly worse defender. But he's an overall better player to me. Yeah. That's a good assessment right there. Yeah, yeah I agree. His brother with more confidence. Here's another brother question for you guys. I need to get into this. I need to read this stat. Steph Curry's been balling, bro, and I had chat on the Warriors basically not going to have a chance at all, and they're probably going to make at least a play-in tournament with them currently holding the West seed. Down and Rich, this also didn't really pan out for me because the Kings are 12-12, and 12 and they're the 10th seed in the West. And the Raptors are twelve and thirteen on like a f- six of winning six of their last seven. They're the five seed in the East. So clearly, the East is not as competitive as I thought it was going to be in terms of. Even though we have a couple of teams up there like the Knicks and the Cavs, teams we w- didn't expect record wise, just not the same comparable to the West and the Kings, who have been playing much better by the way. And Darren Fox, I gave a shout out to right before you left the other day. He has been balling out, bro. Darren Fox is a baller, and I think. We were shit on him a little bit, but I don't think – I've never shit on him. Doesn't deserve that. He's incredible. And I don't think the Kings can maintain their position, but the Suns definitely can. They're off to the best start since 2009, 2010. I need to give my shout-out that 15-9 and record. They're currently in the fourth spot, and they're definitely probably slated to at least make the playoffs. But Steph Curry had 17, 17 career games with 10 made three-pointers – that is more than the next five players on the list combined with 16. Clay Thompson, James Harden, Damian Lillard, J.R. Smith, and Zach Levine have 16 games with 10 three-pointers. The 50-40-90 club, Rich, we talk about it a little bit on here. Like, it's an elite club. Yep. Seth Curry, his brother, is looking at a 50-50-100 club. Has that ever been done? That would be elite. From three. No one's ever He's shooting 100 from the free throw line. I get it. He's missed a few games because of COVID. But he's 50-50-100 right now. It's never been done. And I get what Steph Curry is doing is incredible. But are these not the best two brothers we've ever seen in the NBA coming off of the ball conversation? I I mean, this is incredible. Uh, This this is incredible right here. Name me two brothers better than these two. I mean... And this dude is slept on. Seth. I was going to say that, but I don't know. Because they won rings. Seth's got a few rings and some MVPs. Seth. Is on a team now that I think can't contend. Hold on, what, hold what's on, good? Hold on, Where are we on. at? It depends how you want to do it. If you're going to say that Steph carries the whole thing because he's so great and that like pushes both of them up there, then fine. But in terms of both of the brothers, but that's being the great, thing that I don't like because Seth is really good and he gets knocked because oh, what? Oh, he doesn't have the same stuff no, as his brother. No, all right, no, because he's not even close to as good. Paul Gasol is the better Gasol brother. He was an All Star, All NBA player before he even came to the Lakers. Then won championships with the Lakers. Was an All NBA player, the All Star there. Marcus is a defensive player of the year, all-star, maybe the best player the Grizzlies have ever had, unless you want to argue like Mike Conley, maybe. So I would put both of them, there's no argument that Seth Curry is better than either one of them or ever will be in his career. But if you want to argue Steph carries the whole thing and that makes them better, then fine. I think there's an argument there. But in terms of like the two brothers being like really good, I'd say the Gasol ones. But it's it's close because Steph's so great. True. I think the Steph Curry brothers are the best two brothers we've ever seen play in the NBA. And I get I them going up to all brothers. Done, they will be, but it's, I mean, because Steph's going to carry him for a lot longer. What yeah, Seth's but it's so tough because, like, what but... does that mean? Seth will never be as good as Marcus Gasol was. That's not going to happen. Uh, bro, yeah, Seth least, is going off right now, bro. I think you're just clapping on him because his yeah. last name's Seth. I'm, I'm not. I'm absolutely The Mavs are really hurting because they don't have him. And the Sixers are contenders to win a championship because of in my opinion absolutely but there's a difference between being the best player all defensive player all-star on your team and being like the best three-point shooter off the bench or the fifth best man in the starting lineup that's a good three-point shooter like that's his bro 
He was a starter for the Mavs, and he's... he was. That's he's a very good player. The Ma- I said the Mavs were fucking up getting rid of him. They had the best offense last year, but he's not the guy your team's built around. That's yeah, you want to know what the Mavs are right now from three point last in the league? It, dude, it's like to me, it's like comparing Rudy Gobert to Lou Williams. It's like yeah, Lou Williams is great, but like Rudy Gobert is like the guy like carrying his team. They're just different guys. Like Marcus Gasol is carrying his team, kind of. Seth Curry's like a really nice guy to have on your team. Bro, you're acting like Marcus Saul is like the one of the top 10 big men we've seen. Like Marcus Saul is like okay, he's kind of washed now. He was good on the Grizzlies. Well, of course he's washed now. We're comparing them in their primes, not to right now. If it's right now, then obviously the Curry brothers are the best. Seth Curry's in his prime right now. Well, if it's right now, then yeah, the Curry brothers are the best. Okay, yeah, Marcus Gasol in his prime compared to Seth Curry in his prime, I still would argue Curry's in that one. That's that's. I think that's a little crazy seeing that Marcus Gasol in his prime is an all-star, all-defensive team, you know, defensive player of the year, putting up twenty a game. He can't, he was the best player on the Grizzlies, getting them a four seed in the West when it was stacked every year. Seth Curry's like the fifth best man on each. Those are very different things. Oh, my God. <laughs> but those brothers will be better. I'll say that. That's right. fair. That's fair. If you're averaging it out somehow, I see how that could work because Seth's, uh, Steph is so great. Also, it's really annoying that they're named Seth and Steph because I say the opposite one every single time. Yeah. yeah I was looking up uh, brother tandems in NBA history. You got Marcus and Markeith, obviously. How about this? Lopez. Hor- Lopez yep, the brothers, Lopez baby. brothers. How about Horace and Harvey Grant? Brent, John, and Drew Barry. There's three of them there. Ooh, Cal- Caldwell, <laughs> Charles, Major, and Will Jones. Never heard of any of them. The Holiday Brothers, three of them. Yep, the definitely Brothers. Yep. Bernard the and Albert Brothers. King. Bernard King, famous name, Hall of Famer. Didn't know he had a brother, you know. I mean, dude, point, Seth Curry might go down uh, on the Mount Rushmore of Do- people that have influenced the game of uh, the NBA players. Dominique Wilkins, his Seth? brother Gerald Wilkins. Seth? Steph Curry might go down as one of the most influential NBA players ever. Yeah. And his brother Seth is no scrub. All right, let me get into a couple of these stats, and then I have a couple more things in the NBA. Uh, You guys see Zach Levine and Kobe White? The first two teammates in NBA history to eight to each have eight plus threes in a game. Is that that's that's a fact? That's wild. Zach Levine is the first Bull player to have 120 points in a three-game span since Michael Jordan in 97. Chicago, where are they at in the standings, Rich? Let's see. Because I know the Heat are on a four-game win streak. Jimmy Butler triple-double last night. Finally back. They're playing a little bit better. They're actually 11th. They're behind the Knicks right now. Knicks are 10th. Bulls are 11th. Wizards are 2-13 with Russell Westbrook, 4-3 without getting a lot of Obviously, heat for that, but I think it's just not good heat and criticism with just in general how the team is built around what they're trying to do. Like, what what is Russ? Like, they ain't trying to – Russ is trying to win a championship, right? Like, they ain't close to winning a championship. I've seen some reports of him getting chopped again, which would just be crazy to me, but I hope it happens, and we'll see how it shakes out. But they got no shot of making it, so the team I thought could turn it around – that won't. Maybe the Mavericks can. They beat the Hawks the other night, Rich. Do the Mavs get the slide back up there potentially? I don't know, but not a great start. One of the most disappointing teams, in my opinion. So, any of those. I th- oh, the Mavs. I think the Mavs will be fine. They'll figure it out. They'll get back up in there. Porzingis will get a little bit more healthy. 
Josh Richardson's back. He's been playing well. He was out for a bit. I, I think the Mavs will figure it out. I don't know if they'll overall like have as good of a postseason as they had last year in the long run just because they're starting low. They're going to end up having to play like the Lakers or Clippers or something in the first round, but we'll, we'll see. I think they'll turn around and at the very least get into the playoffs and be on the higher side of the play-in tournament. Uh, the Bulls, there's some talk about the Bulls trading – more than just talk, I don't. I think it's more than just like some rumors at this point. Like legitimate talks of the Bulls trading for Lonzo Ball, which I think would be a good trade. I think uh, Lonzo needs to get out of there, get out of the Pelicans. As cool as him and Zion are as a fit, I just don't think it works with uh, uh, b- 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 Ingram and Bledsoe being main ball handlers there too. And the Bulls are terrible on defense. Like that's cool about Colby White and Zach Levine hitting eight threes each. Zach Levine has been absolutely incredible, but him and Colby White doesn't work. They're just like the worst defensive backcourt in the league. And the Bulls got some talent, so I'd like that trade if they – Colby White could be good, but I, I'd prefer that trade for the Bulls. Move on from Colby White, get Lonzo Ball in there. I think that would be a nice little trade for everyone, really. Yeah, good point. Um, So I did want to ask Chu about this real quick, and obviously you as well. So they're still planning to have the NBA All-Star game, Chu. Uh. All professional leagues this year have canceled their all-star games. The NBA would be the only one to have an all-star game. There's now also reports of them having and progressing the halftime show Be the Slam Dunk Contest because they're trying to fill in some of the contests, obviously, but make it a one-night thing. Um, Thought that'd be pretty cool, but I don't think they should be having this game. And then you hear all the players, predominantly star players, faces of the league in LeBron James, Giannis, James Harden, all these guys saying, bro, what are we doing? And Darren Fox is the first guy to say it. And I was saying something about it and it was a big deal. Obviously, when LeBron says something, it's a big deal. And I think Rich brings up a good point. Like, of course, the players are voting for this. The Players Association, Chris Paul, who's pretty tight with LeBron James, right? He's like still a part of that. So the players are going to want to still do it if they're voting for it. And I think Rich also brought up a good point with, well, yeah, for LeBron James, it might not be, like, the most incredible thing to play in another All-Star game. He said he would, but doesn't want to. But for maybe a guy in a first-ever All-Star game, yeah, obviously he's going to want to do that. But I still don't think that's the point. We're trying to get through a pandemic-driven season. All the other ones have canceled theirs. They're saying potentially the NBA is safe enough to have it. The cases have been down in terms of positive cases in the NBA. Only one in the past literally two or three weeks. But still, like... If you bring them all there and something, God forbid, happens, why even risk that when you're still getting through a season right now and not having to postpone as many games after postponing 25? I just don't think it's a smart idea. Also, when you have your own players saying, bro, what are we doing here? Originally after the NBA said, yo, we're not having this at all. So just wanted to get your take on the NBA having an all-star game. That's yeah. um. That's got to be partially on Chris Paul a little bit. He's like the head of the Players Association. Like the fact that he's publicly for it, but like LeBron James was so shocked and they're like good friends and like other players in the league don't want to do it. It's kind of like, whoa, what happened? Did you guys not? It's a bad look by the NBA if they either didn't run this by people because they told them they weren't going to have an all-star game earlier in the season or if they ran it by them and just did it anyway because obviously the players are going to come out publicly against it, at which point like, if Kevin Durant, LeBron James, like Giannis, like I heard Lucas said he said he would go the other night if they had it, but like understands why people don't want to. So like, it, it say like four or five of the best players don't want to go. It's kind of like uh, there's already not fans there. It's already kind of a weird All Star game. 
this is this is kind of weird. So like, I think it was a weird move by the NBA. Weird that like the play, head of the players association, Chris Paul, was for it, and like a lot of star players seem to be against it. It seems like the better move to just not do it. I'm sure they could do it safely, but we'll see. I I kind of get both sides, but it, it, weird move by the NBA not running it by their star players that are going to be in the game. Yeah, I certainly feel for the guys, maybe it's their first all-star appearance or something like that, or maybe it's a journeyman guy who's having a great year, maybe it's the first time he gets recognized, if they don't have it. But also in the grand scheme of things, um, we're lucky to even be having sports and trying to transition back into the normal world with the pandemic. So it's tough. I don't think it's the best move to have it. All these other sports have canceled it. You can still do a a ceremony with something where you recognize all these guys, list them as all-stars, just don't have the game because of the pandemic this year. Um... And then as far as, like, the skills competition goes, I guess if, like, people are willing to go and try and do it and stuff like that, maybe do a ceremony, like a one-night thing where you, you know, you list all the all-stars and stuff, don't have the game, but maybe do a little ceremony with, you know, and then the three-point shootout, the the dunk contest, keep it like that, keep it small. But I just don't think it's a smart move to be having it this year. I'm on, a, on the side with the star players, but I also certainly feel for those guys where maybe it's their first appearance or maybe even their last appearance if they're on their way out. So. Yeah, and I agree, but I think that's in every league, too, and I think yeah, then it's, when it's that happens, it's, it's like, no NBA shit, specific, but it's yeah. like, they'd be the only one having it. I do think it'd be a bad look for the NBA, Rich. Then with everything kind of going on, too, getting through the season, like, you've been able to chill out the cases. Like, okay, so maybe it is a little bit safer, but not to have extra games when it's not even needed. It, for me, it's like having the NIT tournament, Still, like, bro, let's just have the March Madness. If you don't make the March Madness, like, your season's done until next year. Like, there's no reason to have fucking extra games right now in in the midst of still a pandemic when things are getting a little bit more cleaned up, not anywhere close to where they need to be, but that's the point. Like, let's not have any extra games when Chewy's right. We're lucky to be even having any sports right now. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but what they should have done is literally just surveyed the league. Like, if you made the all-star team, would you be willing to play in it? And then assess where you're at after that. Because, like, <clears throat> I can get having an all-star game if LeBron and people aren't there and say you have more of the, like, Zach Levine, De'Aaron Fox, Jeremy Grant type guys that are having a good year. Like, as a fan, like, it won't be as exciting. But also, like, turn it on, watch it, whatever. And, like, if you want to do that as the NBA, that's fine. But it just gets weird and ugly when you say you're going to do it, then star players don't want to do it. Then if you're doing it without them, it's just kind of like weird. It, it would have been one thing if they came out in general like, hey, we're allowing people to opt out. We'll put the next man in if that person opts out, and like we'll go there with who wants to play. Because I think there will be enough good guys that they could put on a decent all-star game, but it does get weird without without fans, without LeBron, without other good players. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, so let's get out of here with a little bit of QB carousel. Chew, I assume you're going to want to talk a little Russell Wilson, so you do that in the segment. Rich, I'd ask you on then the Sean Watson potentially getting moved. Do you think he does? And if so, obviously any team would want him. Where do you think the best spot could be for him? With now the news coming out that the, I guess it's the CEO of the team. Uh, Let me get it for you. Texans president James Roots is resigning. So he resigned. Obviously, they get a new head coach in there. They get a new GM in there. Deshaun Watson still don't matter. He still don't want to be there. But there's talks of them not even answering the phone and not considering Deshaun Watson. So I'm curious if you think he gets traded, has to sit out, has to play for the Texans. Uh, Chew, I assume he wants to talk some Russell Wilson. What do you got on Deshaun Watson? 
Like a week ago, I probably would have assumed or I probably even said on here that he's probably just going to get traded, but I don't know. They're, they're saying they don't want to trade him. you got to imagine they trade J.J. Watt. They, I heard some people saying like he was close with the – I forgot if it was like the training staff or equipment staff, like a lot of them that they like, they let all those guys go. So like he's clearly not happy. J.J. J. J. Watt got released today, by the way. That's what I meant. Released. They they let go of the whole training staff that he was really close with. I heard some people saying that, like a lot of people he was close with there. Like, um, obviously uh, Hopkins last year. There's a whole thing on social media with him, Adrian Foster, Hopkins. So like, I I I, I can't imagine he's going to play for the Texans this year. But it don't doesn't seem like they want to trade him. So I would have thought it was wild a week ago to think he was sitting out. I would have thought at that point they just trade him. Uh, it honestly would have thought they just traded him last week, but I don't know. I think it's not that crazy to expect him to sit out this year if they don't, if the Texans don't bend and decide they want to trade him. I can't imagine him wanting to play for them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be tough if they don't trade him. I don't think he's going to play, and that'd be wild for the Texans organization to not have anything in return, and then your guy, main guy, not being there because he's sitting out. Uh, I think he should get traded for sure if he doesn't want to be there, and, and everyone brings up the, the conversation as well. Player empowerment. It's like, bro, the dude's done everything he, he he's – He's signed an extension, which I do disagree with now trying to opt out. But with the distrust and everything all the way up to the top, like, you can't blame him. So I just don't think he's getting the fair rap because Carson Wentz wants out. And what are they doing? They're getting rid of him. Like, you know what I'm saying? And this isn't even comparable to black or white here. It's comparable to, like, that's the type of conversations that happen, which is obviously unfair. So... I do think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I do also think it's interesting to see what's going on with Russell Wilson. Trade rumors, things of that nature. But I do think Russell Wilson will be a Seahawk. I don't think the Seahawks would be stupid enough to get rid of Russell Wilson. You just make this guy happy. Shoot, you have to agree with that take, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and with Deshaun Watson, I think he's still going to get traded. You have to get something back for him, and you'll get a King's Ransom for him, really. So he's unhappy. Clearly, you know, people are leaving the organization. The face of the franchise, best guy you've ever had, suit up in a Texans uniform, had to go ask the owner, and they mutually agreed upon a release because things are so ugly. He's going to be moved before the season starts. There's, except for a handful of teams, everyone wants Deshaun Watson at quarterback, and the same thing would be said for Russell Wilson. But like you said, I don't think Russell Wilson's going anywhere. I think the um, his comments are a little bit blown out of proportion, and people are obviously the media is running with it. But I think it's more of a cry like, hey, we, you know, we got to figure this out here. He wants to be a Seahawk, so I think he's going to stay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, similarly to with the Rodgers rumors, I think the Packers would be ridiculous to get rid of Rodgers. So I assume he'll still be there. But I don't think Carson Wentz will be with the Eagles. I think that's pretty much a done deal, just a matter of when. But I think the asking price is too high, which is why you haven't seen this man go yet. Because they're apparently asking for a Matthew Stafford-type package, which, in my opinion, is way too much to be offering. And you're not going to get, in my opinion, any team to do that. So they got a real problem on their hands in Philadelphia, unfortunately, if you're an Eagles fan, Dukes. I do think there's a problem there with also them talking about drafting a quarterback with their sixth pick. Which, by the way, if they did that, I I just don't even know where to go with the Eagles. They'd be more of a dumpster fire than the Giants ever were, and I do do not want to hear anything otherwise. Interestingly enough... Dak Prescott Prescott is in the rumors with the QB carousel as well, with a franchise tag, Kirk Cousins' potential situation in which he won't have his rights, not getting a long-term deal done in which he probably could have done so, him potentially getting traded to these other spots. Interested if you guys think Dak will be on the Cowboys real quick. Um, I don't know. It's it's so messy, but this is... 
I feel like this is every Dallas Cowboys story ever. It's always front page of the news. It's all this. Like, quite frankly, I don't even really care anymore. They've been talking about this for years. So, honestly, at this point, I hope he goes somewhere else and I hope he succeeds because Dallas has been screwing him over this whole time. They offered him money. I know I did say previously months ago he should have taken the deal and whatnot, but also it's, you know, you get what you can. They're, they're clearly screwing him over. I mean, you really think it went through all those people with that promo video and stuff too. Not one person realized Dak wasn't in there. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. It's obvious what they're doing. Yeah, that, that's that, they did that on purpose. That's crazy. Uh, but I do feel bad the way they're doing Dak. But I do think if the Cowboys don't have Dak this upcoming season, they're not going to be looking great because you can't throw out Andy Dalton and expect them to be wanting to do anything. And I don't know who else they could get. And he's going to be a lot of rumors or carousel movement, but I don't know why the Cowboys wouldn't want to bring back Dak. If you're a Cowboys fan and not getting Deshaun Watson, why not have Dak? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't really seem smart to me. Rich, you think the Cowboys have Dak? I agree with literally everything Chewy said there. Like, I don't see how you don't side him. Other than, like, I get not wanting to, like, <clears throat> argument, like, no team ever wins when, like, the quarterback's taking up whatever the fraction is, like, one-sixth their total cap or whatever the fraction is. So, like, I get not wanting to pay your quarterback that much, but after seeing how Dak makes you a competent team and without him, you kind of fall apart and, like, to, to the average fan, it really just looks like you need to improve your defense a little and Dak could carry the offense for you. So I don't see why you're not paying him, but I agree with you. Like, let the dude go somewhere else. They seem to just be screwing him over. The tribute video thing is, even though it's probably not a huge deal, it's like, it's just the dumbest thing in the world. Like, yeah, you forgot your franchise quarterback, the best player on your whole team on the on the video or the hype up video, whatever it was. Like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd want to go somewhere else if I was him. I hope he does go somewhere else and does well. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't go to the football team because I wouldn't like to see that. Um, they seem to just not care, though. Like, why would you not just put him in the video? Unless they got some, like, super petty shit going on behind the scenes. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, definitely wild. Uh, Chew. All right, so I'm just going to get out of here on some, like, fun stuff and the rest of the stuff, and then we'll be out of here, boys. Much love for coming on uh, with me today. Uh, means a lot for sure. Chewy, did you see the story of a pitcher being struck by lightning finish the game? Yeah. Dude's a legend. 1919. Rich, the dude got struck by lightning in the ninth inning of his debut. He was unconscious for five minutes, but went on to finish the game after being revived is the fucking, is the story. I'm like, wow. The the dude was revived and, and went back into the game? Like, what? 1919. Uh, just needed to hear if Chew knew about... The baseball story of a guy getting struck by lightning. Uh, absolutely incredible. Went back yeah, into the I game after being right. revived. Dude's a legend. Uh, yeah, sports are a Guys little bit these soft. these days could never, man. So, this has been a real thing, and I don't know. I assume that you guys from Connecticut would not not disagree here that Connecticut does have the best pizza, right? I guess that's the one thing we have going for us. When I look around, I've had pizza at some other places, but I do believe Connecticut has the most fire pizza, and you got the fucking pizza review guy, David Portner, saying it, and it's got people all fired up on social media, but he's probably right, right? Like, New Haven, Connecticut probably has the best pizza. Closer to you, right, Rich? Like, Connecticut, best pizza, or you guys think that uh, there's probably, a better place? Probably, like, dead in between both of us, but yeah, I'd say so. I mean, anywhere out of, like, New York and Connecticut or out of the New England area gets pretty, uh, pretty trash and different, but even, uh... I'm trying to think, like, I went out to Block Island with 
with like Trev and Duke and like granted it's just an island out there. It's still Massachusetts, still New England. It's just like the pizza was I don't know, it's just different. Connecticut and New York definitely the best. Yeah, probably, I agree. Connecticut. I think it's Connecticut without a doubt. And anybody that says Connecticut is not a great place to live, it's really not. But Connecticut has great pizza. And if you want pizza and love pizza, you should probably come to Connecticut to get some. The only exception I'd say is, like, I've never had deep dish pizza, but it's a totally different kind of pizza. So if you like that pizza, then that's totally different for, like, Chicago pizza. Yeah, but that's when you want to have a lasagna, not a pizza. So Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's no argument, really. Um, we have the best pizza. Smats, no argument. Come on down. Let's get a pizza together. Let's and get a pizza. We'll talk about it. You guys see the breaking news that McDonald's is bringing back the Orange High C? Yeah, dumbest move ever that they got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Literally the dumbest move ever, and I'm so happy that it's back. That's I huge. will be getting to McDonald's to get one of those I as never, soon as it's back. I almost never go to McDonald's, maybe once a year, but when I do, I, that's what I want every single time. Well, Gotta you'll be able to get it soon after it not being there, so I just need to give that a quick let's shout go. out as well. Um, let's see if I had anything else to get through today. Don't believe so. We have a good list of birthdays today. We got some birthdays, and we'll do those. Uh, yeah, it's basically it. Besides that thing that I saw with the Jaguars and Urban Meyer, which I think is crazy, the whole situation with Chris Doyle, and him being with Iowa for twenty plus years and over fifty of their former players. Uh, accusing him of allegations of racist remarks and belittling players. And he's brought to the staff with Urban Meyer, in which he's quoted for saying he's got no issue with the hire and he's been vetted and all that shit. So uh, I talked about Urban Meyer potentially struggling in the NFL, and I think this is like a first warning sign for me that this is not college. These are grown-ass men with families and get paid probably potentially more money than you, if not the same amount, or more money than you. And you trying to treat them like college people is not going to work. And then you bringing in guys that have been put in and stamped on with this behavior is not going to be good for your locker room. And I just really hope Trevor Lawrence doesn't turn into the next fucking what, Sam Darn like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is my whole thing here. Trevor Lawrence having his pro day today. Like, all right, like, yeah, he might be the clear number one overall, and we've seen it before potentially work out. We've seen it before be really bad, and it would be a shame to see this man have his career just absolutely screwed over based on where he got drafted, and you just, I personally see that situation happening because I just don't have any faith in Urban Meyer as an NFL head coach, and particularly with this latest hire that he had, with all these really good improvements that we've seen with social justice and the movements in the arena, Rich, you need to check it out. I don't know if you watched the games last night on TNT, but the arena, it's like a thing they're doing before Thursday night games on TNT. Carrie Champion hosted it. Kyle Kerber and uh, Victor Cruz were on it last night. It was one of the most incredible 30 minutes of television I've ever watched. And uh, so I highly recommend checking it out. Um, I've been plugging it a little bit on the pod, and last night's episode was really incredible. They do it every Thursday uh, before the TNT games. But I do think that there have been a lot of good advancements and stuff, but it's just seeing that story with Urban Meyer, I don't know. Like, do you guys you guys aren't worried for Trevor Lawrence? Like, I'm a little worried for Trevor Lawrence, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. I'm 
don't even feel fit to comment because I watch zero college football, so know nothing about Urban Meyer other than like negative stories that come out about him or like him being like kind of a hard ass. Like I literally know nothing about him. Don't know much about Trevor Lawrence because I don't watch much college football, so I will pass that one to Chew. I'm not worried. Um, Chewy's not worried. Trevor Lawrence is the most hyped quarterback coming out since Andrew Luck. The only problems they will have is if they follow Indianapolis's method of not drafting an offensive line for about five, six, seven seasons and letting your quarterback crumble from getting hit time and time again. Urban Meyer has shown a history. If you go back and look through his coaching career, he had a good, good couple years at Bowling Green State. Then he went over to Utah. He was the first BCS buster in 2004 with Alex Smith at Utah when they went undefeated. Went over to Florida, won two national championships with them. Tim Tebow, that's a great story. I mean, some of the guys on that roster, with what you bring up and the bad things, I mean. You want to know a great yeah. story? Frank Vogel quote. You want to hear this? Chewie's going to love this, Rich. Quote, last year, Alex Caruso was my secret weapon. This year, Talon is my secret weapon. Checks all the boxes, yeah. I just need to know, Rich. How in the world is Alex Caruso 10th in all-star game voting for West Guards? Like, that is absolutely asinine. And if that's the case, they need to shut down this game 100% because Whoa. that's just ridiculous. It's a popularity contest and it's bullshit. Well, the fans, everyone has this issue every year when the ballots come out and everyone freaks out. But that voting that we're seeing is only for the starters. So the only thing that matters for is the two top guards and the three top front court guys. Which I've ne- Jeremy Lin's gotten close in some years because of like all the all the um, like Asian votes he gets, but I don't think anyone for this year is getting in the top five or the East or the West. That's crazy. And then after that, they do like player votes, coach votes, media votes, and then fan votes have a small percentage. Like Melo's not getting in. Like the other guys that are there that are ridiculous, Caruso, they're not getting in. Like it'll be. It'll be decent guys unless one of them somehow gets into the top three front court or top two guard guys. But I think like Steph and Luca are pretty locked in there. It should be Steph and Lillard, but it's Steph and Luca, and then obviously the other studs. So I think it'll be fine if they have it in terms of the guys that are voted in. It won't be any like the crazy guys. But Alex Caruso has like the cult following. <laughs> yeah, here's another. Here's another. I'll l- let you go on this, Rich. Uh, yeah. Stephen A's takes have been really getting me fired up like I, he's my guy but i don't know what his deal is he's been really messing up with some of these takes one day he's saying the nets are going to be in the finals and then like the next day he's saying that they're not going to do anything and then like they're saying that you're going to be good and then i just saw yesterday him saying that if you think the nets are going to make the finals then you're out of, like i'm like bro you just said last week you th- you think there's no way they're not going to be in the finals uh so many people flip-flopping on the bandwagon rich I'm curious um, just where you're at on the bandwagon with the Nets right now. I am staying where I've been since the second the trade happened. It will be a disappointment to them internally if they don't make the finals this year, I'm sure, as like an organization. I bet like those guys feel they're good enough to make the finals. Me, and like as a fan looking at the team, I think it's pretty easy to see. Not going to happen with this roster. Need to do what the Miami Heat did. Wait a year. Get get together, get more practices together, have an offseason together, get signed some guys after a year, after you make the trade, to come in on the vets minimum, bring the minimum guys that want to ring chase, basically. Like, 
they need to win a ring next year, it's not happening this year. They will be lucky to get to the conference finals, in my opinion. That's the only thing I've swayed on. When the trade happened, I'd said I expect them to be in the conference finals. I think it would be like a good season for them at this point to get into the conference finals, the way they're looking to like beat two teams in the playoffs. But regardless, I don't expect them in the finals this year. I think next year is the championship or bust year after they're able to uh, – sign some vet minimum guys and actually fill out some of the needs on their roster that are really hard to address in the middle of the season. Yeah, Noah Vonley ain't cutting it. I, I think Rich just hit the nail on the head right there. Um, internally, it's championship or bust, uh, but the, you know it's not going to happen. Next year is the one, but obviously through the media's eyes and everyone, the fans, everyone's expecting them to go in and win a championship this year. I agree with everything Rich said. It's going to be a tough road for them to do it with the they're not gonna win it they don't have good enough defense they I mean, win it this year or next year to score 140 you can't, you can't even predict that that's just you saying stuff like team what happens next year when they get some wild guys willing to come in on a vets minimum like how mike miller and ray allen come in and are just like making no money for the heat and are the uh, shane battier and are just the, all the keys they need like you got we'll none see. of those dudes yeah. left in the league dog there's not those dudes left in the league no the thing is right now they're actually making money and you don't expect them to do Andre, it like Andre david Iguodala. west like David West did with the Warriors when everyone thought he was getting 20 mil a year from the Knicks that offseason, and then the Warriors, he comes in for a vet minimum. Like, there will be dudes who sign there and just take the minimum to go there and win a ring. Like, it, I promise you it'll happen. It, they might not be the favorites after, but it'll happen. All right. We'll see. All right, thanks for coming on today, Rich. Of course, boys. Have About a good one. Talk to you on the sticks a little bit later. Yeah, we'll be around. She'll be heading back soon. Cool, cool, cool. Peace. Peace. Later, brother. All right, my man, Chu. Well, we got birthdays, so we ain't done yet, because we got some good ones, too. Oh, let's get them before we go. All right. Starting off, birthdays. What do we got today? Born in 1918. 1918. His brother is a, was a very famous baseball player. He also played in the bigs, too, and his other brother did, too. Three brothers in the bigs, but happy birthday to Dominic DiMaggio. Wow. Outfielder for the Boston Red Sox. Hmm. The big one. The big one today. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. The greatest winner of all time. Mr. Bill Russell. Nice. Happy birthday, big man. The GOAT. Mm-hmm. In terms of rings. And defense. Yeah. Let's see. Who else we got? I'm scrolling through here. 1945. Don Wilson. MLB pitcher. Threw two no-hitters. I thought that was pretty sweet. Don Let's see. Ruben Amaro Jr., he was an outfielder for the Phillies. He was also first base coach for the Mets for a few years. Nice. And then, let's see, the last one I saw on here, which I thought was pretty sweet, too. It's unfortunate what injuries can do to players in all sports, but this one kind of jumps out to me. I remember watching the game live in the playoffs when it really kind of took a turn for the worst for him. But happy birthday to RG3, Robert Griffin III. Hey. And that is the list for today. Robert Griffin III. Love the name drops for the birthdays. Only doing one choose here. Much love for Chu coming by today. Enjoyed sports conversation with a couple friends. Looking forward to linking up on the stakes at some point with the boys. Happy where the pod's at, man, for sure. Just uh, getting out on Spotify, grinding, getting the followers up, getting the views up, all that. It's a process, a lot of work. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And, you know, on a day like today, 
where it's tough for me. Um, the best thing is I know my mom would be proud of where my podcast was at. And so I just keep ripping it. Keep letting it rip. And that's what I'm going to just keep doing till uh, they shut me down. So about it chew thanks for stopping by much love to you my friend hopefully we get back and link up soon a couple more before i get back to work and uh glad you got your off-season activities figured out this past week yes sir thank you for having me always a pleasure people yes, sir. treat people the way you want to be treated wash your hands keep having fun wash keep crushing it. and let's go mets choose a big mets guy how many more days till baseball chew 48. 48 days. So opening day. And also, travesty, if you're still listening at this point, if you're a Mets fan, you got to be just as devastated as I am. That unfortunately, for opening day, the best day, yep. the Mets have the best opening day record in sports history, which is incredible to think, especially after they lost their first eight opening days. But they have the best broadcasting group in baseball. And us Mets fans, after, you know, great offseason, all this, all this hype, we don't get to listen to our guys for the opening day. And I'm going to have to watch a fucking game with Matt Vescursion, Alex Rodriguez, whoever the hell they get in there, Chipper Jones, Jess Mendoza, all these clowns from ESPN are going to be doing the Mets opening day game at 7.09. It's an absolute travesty. That's a shame. Yep. I'll get off my soapbox now. We'll get out of there on that. That's all we had for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening as always. And as always, Todd, no shame what I had to say. It's the man with the nickname. Until next time, peace and love. Everybody stay safe out there. Shout out to my moms. Much love. Listen to Seggy Station.